0: What is up, freaks? Welcome back to this week's edition of Rabbit Hole Recap. It's your boy Marty Bent sitting down with Matt O'Dell. Just one-on-one for the first time in a few weeks. What's going on, dude?
1: I'm excited to be intimate with you. Okay, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> a lot to talk about this week. Fucking lot, exciting week. Very exciting week. Um,
0: a lot of good, healthy conversations being had this week. So excited to, to expound upon those first. Before we hop into it, uh, the price according to the Trade Block XPX index is $7,797.42. And according to my node, which was launched using Pierre Richard's node launcher, we're at block 577,436. We're, uh, I think we're officially within a year of the, the block having.
1: Yeah, Qu- probably a little bit sooner yeah. because hash rate keeps going up. Yeah. Um, and we're at 12,800 sats per dollar right Bus
0: us uh again the, the dime is not going as far as it used to i've been uh been checking the dime bag on uh tftc.io and and we're getting less satoshis per dime
1: it's a shit coin what can i tell you
0: yeah hey if you're willing to dump it into uh into the dime bag we'll take it um uh before we jump into our topics lots to talk about this week as we already discussed got to give a shout out to our sponsors uh first of all we got unchained capital you freaks know all about them already Uh, If you sign up for their uh, Volt solution, which is a two or three multi-sig solution that's compatible with Trezor's Ledger's, uh, when it's not online, you guys are 100% cold storage. Uh, Unchained is there to be the the second of two keys if you're ever in a pinch and need them to sign for you, Um, but you'll have two of the three keys in your possession at all times. Or you can even get unique with it depending on what, what situation you're in, if you're, if you're a business, uh, an individual, a family office, whatever it may be. You can get very creative with these multi sig solutions. If you guys sign up now by going to www.unchained-capital.com slash vaults, you're going to get three months free of Save uh the Bitcoin Standard Research Bulletin. That's uh, some quality information for free. So again, www.unchained-capital.com slash vaults. Uh, also, shout out the Cash app. You Freaks all know all about them. They're helping us stack sats. Uh, and they're also the number one finance app in the App Store for the last two years. First P2P payments app to offer Bitcoin selling uh, to retail investors or retail retailers, we'll say. They also have the Boost program. You Freaks know all about it. I've been pimping out the, uh, the Boost card for quite a while now. I, I honestly do use it every day. Saves me money. Uh, one of my favorites. More recently is Whole Foods. Actually, bum, they cut it from 10% to 5%, but I'll take the 5% uh, Prime member as well. Compounding savings there. Uh, download the Cash App and start stacking sats today. The Google, Play, Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Matt, where the fuck should we start this
1: week? Hopefully, we get sats back soon in the Cash App, too. Sats back. <laughs> That'd be fucking dope.
0: Sats back at the store. At yeah. the, the boost, instead of getting uh, getting a discount, sats back would be... Uh, would be a very and good. And then
1: you use your boost card to buy something through Lolly, and you compound your sats back. Yeah! <laughs> it's so much stacking there. i just got it moved a little bit. I feel so bad for people's ears. That wasn't
0: <laughs> me. That was Marty. So, <laughs> Sorry Dude's about a that little difference. bit excited. Very excited. Lots to talk about this week. Um, let's start with. Uh, let's start. Let's start with a little fun. A fun. Uh, we'll start with our, our weekly contributor or excuse me our listener contributor we, uh, shout out to um, m.btc at m. M.b, excuse me at m.bit excuse me at m.bit m d o t b uh, i t Bought a shout out this week and has a question for us Matt what single person would you like to see tweet i am already all in on bitcoin it is the future of money keep the fire pods coming shout out m.bit thanks for the uh thanks First for the of contribution
1: all, M.B. Bits, awesome. Uh we've both met him fantastic dude. Uh yeah, but that's regular. A- appreciate appreciate the contribution to the pod. Um I think every single podcast listener knows exactly what my answer is and he has already got a big bag of bitcoin in my opinion and his name is 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 Donald Trump. Donald
0: Trump. You
1: think he's you think
0: he's uh you think he's securing the bag of sats right now?
1: Yeah. He's, they, I'd be so surprised I'd be absolutely surprised If what he, is, if he what doesn't is, have it What
0: is the situation that that entices Trump To tweet about Bitcoin Like what is it Is it trade war uh, Sort of the impetus for this He's like fuck it we're going to Bitcoin Screw you Or is it anti-Bitcoin Is a positive Bitcoin What do you
1: think I mean I
0: don't know why I just stood up there
1: Yeah I mean I would be fine If you just sent a tweet out That just said Bitcoin You know, he doesn't have to get into the weeds. But, um, I mean, there's plenty of ways that that he could pump his bags if he wanted to pump his bags. Uh, And, you know, I I don't think he would be against it. You know, he doesn't necessarily – he hasn't shown much, you know, moral restraint in any kind of way.
0: Yeah, he definitely doesn't have a
1: leash on him when it comes to tweeting things (laughs) out. (laughs) Exactly. So I'm hoping for, like, that 3 a.m. toilet tweet. (laughs) <laughs> uh, maybe Bitcoin is the best money we have You know, something like that Just like a toilet thought
0: Tweets it out to the world That would be awesome um, For me uh, We discussed this before the podcast I think I think Kanye I would like to see Kanye Big Kanye fan I think uh, we talked about it earlier this week It's a good segue into another uh, topic uh, With Russell Okung. Who's Shout out to Russell If you're listening to this Thanks for listening to the pod Apparently he's been listening to Tales from the Crypt As well as some other Bitcoin-focused podcasts um, and yeah so I think I, I really do think uh, people like athletes and, and artists like Kanye really drive culture uh, whether you like it or not that's that's sort of what drives our culture and what drives what people pay attention to
1: they're role models yeah
0: so I think if Kanye tweeted something he's at uh, sort of the pinnacle of, of pop culture and, and culture produ- production and it, it would have a, a a very heavy effect
1: what would a Kanye tweet look like
0: Whoo. I pff, I could see him hopping in on the Stacking Sats meme, dude.
1: Just, just popping just, on just, a thread, just Stacking Sats. Just nonchalantly, like, yes. Yeah, stacking Sats, yeah. $10,000 buy.
0: Yeah, if you're listening, join us. We're on Saturdays, <laughs> usually.
1: If Kanye's listening. <laughs> yeah. Rumor is Kanye's a very diehard listener of Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Um, still waiting on the uh, the invitation to Sunday
0: service, but... He uh would not be sur- he's talked about Bitcoin before pretty openly he has yeah on uh with charlemagne I believe
1: he's another one that i he probably owns a bunch of bitcoin would it be surprised. yeah he just hasn't shielded it yet yeah and uh again
0: uh the production of culture starts with these with these idols, if you will again, whether you like it or not and uh I think it would be good for them to to get people into into bitcoin into
1: self sovereignty into sound money i think I imagine a lot of these people um a lot of the more higher-profile Americans specifically got in in a big way over this last bear cycle. So they're still sitting in a position where like, they might not want to admit it because they might be wrong, but they'll be more likely to admit it when the adrenaline is going and it's like $15,000 and we're like approaching the next all time high and they just feel like a genius. Because let's be honest, when the price goes up, we all feel like fucking geniuses. Yeah, it wasn't it Katy Perry fucking yeah. painting her nails? That a... was the top. That was the top. <laughs> she had all the altcoins. She had like Monero alt, and Litecoin yeah. and shit. She had like paid
0: ads on her Instagram and shit like that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So
1: that's when they come out of the woodwork, right? They they gather their bags now and they...
0: Yeah. No, so let's segue this into the, the NFL versus NBA topic. That was a tight, tight poll we had there on Twitter, which Players Association will own more Bitcoin by 2025. Uh, the NFL won out f- 51 to 49%.
1: I couldn't believe it was so close. For the longest time, it was just 50-50, there was over insane.
0: There was over 2,500 votes, too.
1: So, pretty good sample set. And you didn't put a show-me-the-answers, though. I don't like that. I like show-me-the-answers. It's a, it's a binary option. You realize how little conviction people have when you put the show me the answers because even something as like, just like pick one, simple as that, I bet you like 35%, 40% of people would have clicked show me the answers. Yeah. But then
0: Just add some complicated math. And as we all know, I'm not the best at math, especially on the go.
1: I like, I sent a poll out once. I was like, do you use a Windows computer? And it was yes, no, show me the answers. It was like 35%, show me the answers. Like guys, that's, that's just say, you know, there's no... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
0: That's why you only give two options. Um, but I this, go back and forth. But this leads into the conversation of which league, which league do you think? Well,
1: you said NBA. Well, I said NBA. I was, you know, kind of also trying to egg on Russell because I knew he was watching. Um, I don't know. It's a it's a toss up. I mean, we have uh, the owner of the Warriors is like a major proponent of Bitcoin. Yeah, Chamath, Chamath,
0: yeah. Chamath I believe. Um, big big proponent of Bitcoin, and he actually. Uh, I like his his term Bitcoin as an insurance policy against the idiocy of central banking um, that 's one of his sound bites that I really like, and yeah there 's been rumors for years rumors can 't confirm them just coming through the grapevine that that some leagues have have paid players on the side with with Bitcoin and stuff like that to entice them to come play for them
1: i mean I could see athletes in general um being more likely uh to end up with a lot of Bitcoin. Uh, When this all Young rich It's a perfect demo They like The risk appetite is higher Yeah They have a lot of disposable income
0: Matt Barkley came out He said he was mining He's been mining cryptocurrencies Um, Russell Coon actually Obviously
1: Hope it's not cloud mining (laughs) Matt if you're listening
0: (laughs) Matt Mr. Barkley Make sure you're like my age Matt Do not cloud mine Make sure you got like S9 set up or some shit
1: Please sir No cloud mine (laughs) For your own sake. Um, no, so this is a growing trend. Again, like
0: Bitcoin, we talk about adoption a lot and like what's going to drive adoption. We talk a lot about the uh, the mechanics of that and more about infrastructure, on-ramps and stuff like that. But uh, adoption of Bitcoin as an idea in people's mind. I think uh, athletes talking about it more openly and stuff like that is, is very good for, for just, again, the virus
1: spreading. It was pretty fun watching Russell go down the rabbit hole live on Twitter. Right. Yeah. You know? And uh, I have have there been any have there been any known baseball players who have come out? The
0: MLB's uh, they had that uh, that ERC twenty like baseball card. Oh uh,
1: yeah, a crypto kitty card. Basically, yeah, yeah. Right? MLB's
0: always been cheesy.
1: Yeah, but the individual players make a ton of money and their they careers make, are long.
0: Careers are longer. They make the most money. I'm pretty sure. I wouldn't be. I would not be surprised if there's MLB players that own Bitcoin.
1: I know, like A Rod is like a Buffett man. So, like, maybe he's just walking around telling people it's, like, baby brains trading or something.
0: Yeah, and he, uh, he co-hosts a podcast with Big Cat. Uh, and I, I think Big Cat definitely has positive connotations of Bitcoin at a certain price level. There you go. Yeah. Everyone has a price. Yeah, everybody does have a price. Um. Yeah, anyway, that's
1: super exciting, right? Yeah. I'm super excited.
0: No, yeah, the more, again, not, just... The idea spreading and people be more aware, and it, again breaking down the the taboo of ac- talking about Bitcoin. People just throw it to the wayside, like oh that that Ponzi scheme, whatever. If you have again people's idols talking about it in a positive light and an exploratory and a in a sort of open-minded way,
1: it'll hopefully change people to think differently as well. Um, just orange pill one person at a time. Exactly.
0: Uh, speaking about. One person at a time. Uh, what's going on with our LN node? We're trying to we're trying to onboard people at the Lightning Network one one person at a time. It was a cheesy segue. I uh, went for it. I went for it. I'm sorry. So
1: we have we have the stacking Sats node. Um, it is currently being operated by a undisclosed thief who's a fan of the pod. Uh, we are now running it through Tor. I don't it like is, his
0: dirty tactics, but I like that he's a fan of the pod.
1: Oh, he's definitely a freak. Um, he is still reciprocating channels, so if you open a channel with him, um, he will open one back uh, of of equal amount. Over over two million sats, uh, please, uh, just because it it reduces the future fee burden. Uh, you know, the larger your your channel is, the less percentage that on chain fee is to open and close. This is good planning for the future. Yeah, uh, I I think I was talking about it on Twitter. Like, I an, an interesting stat to watch is going to be. Uh, the capacity and the number of channels on on TOR-only nodes versus ClearNet nodes. Um, Right now, the network is mostly dominated by ClearNet nodes. Part of that reason is because the network is dominated by Big nodes, which are all running on ClearNet. But um, as it seems like most of the the node providers are going towards the TOR as a default, which is good. That's where we want to go. Like, every single end user should be running their lightning node through Tor, Um, so you're not broadcasting your IP. Um, ideally, you know, we're a podcast, uh, you know, our node was public information. Look what happened to it. But like, that's why, you know, if you're a company or something, then, then your node's public information. But if you're an end user, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't be, you know, connecting your node to your, to your real life identity run it through tour and then in the future if people talk about like oh do wasabi fees stuff like that do they get um untenable as 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 uh, transaction fees increase and the, the beauty of lightning is if you fund your own lightning tour node with a wasabi output you greatly reduce the need to to remix again um because it's like going into like a black box of sorts
0: yeah no and this um, as more and more nodes start running through Tor which it seems like like you said it's going to become uh, sort of standard out of the box we have talked about in the past Pierre's node launcher is going to be if not already will be Tor native in the future it's not already yeah it's in progress yeah that's um, like
1: probably the biggest hurdle right now Casa defaults to Tor not defaults to Tor that's what we're running it through this idea that like Tor isn't uh, capable that's of what running the robbers running it through right that's that's the robbers running our the the thief is running our 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 formerly our, our our tour node and um the 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 idea that tour isn't capable of handling this traffic is is being proven wrong by our node which is the 46th high largest node on the network high uptime um Everyone, if you know, it's a little bit more difficult to run a Tor relay node, but if you can figure out how to do it, you should do that as well. And, you know, just so that we can keep that bandwidth up. The one issue we, we do see with these Tor nodes is the channels. Like, if you're, if you have an existing channel with the stacking stats node, um, the, and you're still running through ClearNet. It will show as sporadically offline, like the channel's offline, even though the node is still online. And that problem is because it's routing through an exit node to get to you, a Tor exit node. And Tor exit nodes are legally difficult to run because, like, anyone who's using Tor is, like, broadcasting through you to the clear net. So, like, if they look at, like, child porn or something is, like, the, you know, is is the usual example. Then it comes, it looks like it comes from your IP. So we don't have as many of those as we'd like to have. But that issue solves itself once we're all running through Tor because then it never has to go through an exit node. So I understand if it could be annoying, but keep in mind that if you wait and once you finally do upgrade your node to go through Tor, all those channels will still be there and they'll work better than ever. So unless you like absolutely need the money now... Uh, like, it'd be better if you don't close those channels and you just wait and they'll, they'll just get upgraded over.
0: Yeah, no, I think, like you sort of touched on there, this highlights the need to, if you're technically competent enough and willing and able to to run Tor nodes, uh, relay nodes, because we will be leeching off this, this network and we should probably contribute back to it. Um, no, these are, these are hurdles to overcome. And, um, again, do you think... Having watched the uh, the thief uh, manage these channels via Tor and stuff like that, do you think this is scalable? You think uh, your average Tor, yeah, like running everything through Tor and and so first like running a full node, then running a Lightning node, and then running it through Tor. It seems pretty ar- arduous. Obviously, it's coming out of the box for a lot of people. Do you?
1: I mean, on the Noddle, it's literally just two extra clicks, mm-hmm. and for the end user, they don't see. Really, any degradation in performance, except if they're trying to connect to a clearnet node.
0: So it's being abstracted.
1: There's and the thing is, the clearnet routing nodes, a lot of them dual broadcast and dual listen. So they have an onion address and a clearnet address. So you have no issue connecting to those routing nodes. The issue is the ones that are solely clearnet. They don't just do... They they don't do um, Tor as well.
0: Yeah. No, this is... uh. Actually, a very good precursor to the next subject, which is the the seizure of bestmixer.io earlier this week by Dutch authorities. Um, this was a centralized mixing service, uh, and it was, again, seized by Dutch uh, authorities and brought up the question of, of privacy in Bitcoin and the nature of mixing services versus coin joins. In, in the narrative around this, the, a couple publications came out um, and, and were conflating coin joins with the centralized mixing services and it's important to sort of de alienate between the two. Uh, mixing service is a centralized uh, basically arbiter who's taking people's UTXOs and switching them out. And receiving
1: Bitcoin and sending Bitcoin, different Bitcoin back to you.
0: Exactly. And uh, uh, coin joins are uh, a specific Bitcoin transaction designed a certain way. Non custodial. Non custodial that people interact with freely. And it's just, uh, it's, it's, you're able to do it just the nature of the Bitcoin protocol. There's no changes in, to. Yeah,
1: it. in Wasabi's case, there's a centralized server that is coordinating everything, um, but they never have access to your funds, and they don't know who the individual participants are. Uh, as opposed to, the biggest issue with these centralized mixers is they're actually, theoretically, the most effective way of mixing because there is literally zero, zero trace. Yeah, with a coin join. There, the link is still there, but there's a hundred other links, so you don't know which path is the one it goes down. But with the centralized mixer, it actually just splits it up. And there's been a lot of them in the past. And best mixer, I actually wasn't aware of. What a great today. name for a
0: mixer! Just going straight, great, yeah. great, straight to the point advertising there. The Where big
1: th- one I knew back in the day was Bitmixer, mm-hmm. and it was also. It looked like they got there was never a formal announcement that they got shut down, but they like closed down like out of nowhere, like really quickly right before BTCE went down. Um, I remember I interviewed that guy and they were like mixing back in the day. I interviewed him and they were mixing like a ton, ton of Bitcoin. And the, the, yeah. So the way this works is they, they had like a website and, and best mixer operated the same way they had a website. You could access it through Tor, or ClearNet, and you would send them Bitcoin. They'd put it in their pool of Bitcoin and they'd send you different Bitcoin and they'd give you options like should we sell send it in different segments, different timing amounts. They could send it at a delay, we'll send it, you know, um six hours later, we'll send the next payment. So mm-hmm. so you can't conflate the amounts. So for someone who really wants privacy, these centralized mixers are a nice tool in the arsenal. You could use them like in combination with something like Wasabi. Um but You couldn't ever rely on one alone because the actual mixer could be a honeypot. They, they have logs of every single transaction. They could connect all your addresses. That was the major, the major negative. And it's easier to, to go after them. And they're more, I think from a legal standpoint, because they're custodial, it makes them more liable because they're literally, they, they, and a clear net custodian at that they, they see the Bitcoin come in. They might have an IP address for you. They know what address you sent it from, and then they're actively sending you different Bitcoin. There, there's more of a money transmitting happening
0: there. Yeah. Um, shout out Stop and Decrypt who pointed out that if you're going to run one of these mixing services, you should probably launch it anonymously and run it through a Dot .onion um, URL. I'll run it through Tor um, if you're if you're going to be engaging in these types of services. That's
1: what BitMixer did. That's why BitMixer just like shut down out of nowhere instead of s- seeing it in the news.
0: Uh, did they? Are you sure? Yeah.
1: Did Best Mixer they were actually running it as a company in the Netherlands? Yes. That? Yeah. With Bit Mixer, they were all they were not mis- Oh, no one ever I got knew.
0: Best Mixer. I thought I got Bit Mixer mixed yeah. up with Best Mixer.
1: Yeah, they were like a little bit cocky. Also the the all the articles said that they were actively advertising to criminals. Like that's absolutely bullshit. They were not doing that. Um if you run a privacy service like you can't pick and choose. No, and this who is your users it's
0: are. uh Highlights the topic conversation that Laurent brought up. Like, we like, yes, these privacy enabling technologies are going to be used by bad people, and you do not throw the baby out with the bathwater by just letting not letting anybody have privacy and making all this stuff illegal because some people are 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 doing bad things and and using privacy technology as well. um So we like we've expounded upon this many times before on the podcast on RHR in particular. Is like we just need better police work, like good. Old, old fashioned, old fashioned <laughs> detective police work like uh just like it, cash yeah and it's like we say a lot, like another theme like the bent in this podcast as well is like complacency kills like if you're just going to get complacent and like again throw the baby out with the bathwater uh in the name of protecting people like that's bullshit like
1: i think i think people have to have some self respect like big uh privacy isn't illegal and using bitcoin privately does not make you a criminal it's, um as we head
0: into memorial day weekend exactly Remembering the people who fought for America, in particular, a country founded on the principle of freedom, of free thought, of free speech, of free commerce. Like we cannot allow these freedoms, these human rights, to be decayed, and they will be if we do not stand up for them. So, like that's what worried me about like the Bitcoin Magazine piece
1: and they, the block. The, and block, the block piece. The They've
0: both since retracted and and fixed, but conflating. Uh, this stuff with like criminal activity and making it look bad, like
1: we got those edits done.
0: <laughs> we did get those edits done, but you, we can't. We get we have to push narrative. Like, and shout out to Naraja Coin Center who uh, they they posted a blog a couple hours. this hour, morning. Yeah, this morning. Um,
1: I donated right after they posted. <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> not we'll put we'll put it in the the link in the in the um the description, obviously. But non custodial cryptocurrency mixer developers are not subject to U.S. regulation and. Thank it's like God. We
1: said the, the, there's a major difference there between a custodial service who's actually handling your money versus a non-custodial. Yes.
0: And, and again, going back to like this is possible via the nature of the Bitcoin protocol, which at the end of the day is beauty. I'm like the article is just speech because it's lines of code. And uh, and it's good to see in the land of the free as we headed the Memorial Day weekend here that it is as of right now still protected. But then again, complacency kills. We should be loud about this topic.
1: Yeah. So Coin Center is telling us that wasabi is legal. So mix all your fucking coins right now, and then if if you know if they try and say it's illegal in the future, then we'll you know oh we didn't know we're at a uh, four. There's no reason not probably, to mix if you're American.
0: I would imagine we're we're higher than four percent, which was which was uh, in the news like a couple weeks ago. Kyle Torpy at LongHash.com, shout out Kyle. But the four percent of Bitcoin transactions were involved in some sort of coin join a few weeks ago. I wouldn't be surprised if that's higher now, but we need to pump those stats.
1: It's gonna get even higher because Bull Bitcoin, the Canadian oh, Bitcoin yes. brokerage, shout out to Francis. By Francis.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that.
1: They just they they just made live Wasabi was they're gonna run all of their their user deposits through Wasabi. Yes. So Shout out and again, massive liquidity boost massive from like a legitimate source. Like it's really important that people that like get freshly KYC coins, like you get coins from Cash App and stuff, and and you want to mix those because you want to break that KYC link, so you have a reason to do it. But it also helps the whole pool because those are seen by law enforcement as like the most legitimate of Bitcoin. So if, as those enter the mixing pool, it makes the whole thing that much more legitimate in their eyes. Again, this is, again, we're
0: gonna harp on it we're going to we're going to pound narratives into your head uh privacy matters and privacy loves company uh, like the bigger uh companies just doing this automatically is huge just for mixing for liquidity for everything
1: so which service is next
0: it's a good question um i don't want to put pressure on anybody
1: this is no this is exactly the time okay when bitcoiners need to BitMEX. polish their pitchforks bitmex has
0: has has been uh has a lot of bitcoin trading on there on their uh yeah, They platform. would be ideal candidate. They would be ideal. Um bit as well. Uh any of these any of these uh what I would call I think
1: Kraken would be a good fit because Jesse just likes saying fuck you to the man a lot.
0: Yeah, Kraken as well. Um but I think like Bit like Bitfinix obviously is a tenuous subject right now, but Bitfinex, like all these uh they don't
1: really help give us legitimacy. <laughs> no, but I
0: think the companies most well positioned to do this are, are the ones who are have sort of been Cavalier in BitMEX and BitMEX. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And these yeah. other companies. Uh, but
1: like bull Bitcoin gives us, I, I feel like it also gives us like a lot of legitimacy, like Kraken would be a really nice one. BitRefill would be a really nice yeah. one.
0: Shout out to uh, TFTC alum Eric Spano, who started My Bills, which is part of the, the bull Bitcoin umbrella now.
1: That's, yeah, that's badass. I listened to that one. That was a good episode. Eric,
0: we need to catch up if Wait. you're listening
1: there's uh there's one more thing about wasabi i i obviously that's the 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 main way we've been suggesting people to coin join their coins so a lot of people's question is you know especially those bitcoin magazine and the block uh articles they kind of alluded to maybe wasabi would be at risk um as we said earlier they've they've the way they've designed the whole system is designed to reduce their legal footprint. They don't know who's using it. They don't have custody of your funds. Um, The other thing is they, I don't know if you remember, but like a couple weeks ago, like people were giving them shit on Twitter because their terms terms of service service. is like, you can't do anything illegal on it. It's like super strict and like anti cypherpunk and like people are getting really angry at them. Like that's why they need the terms of service. Like they have to say that to protect themselves so like give them a fucking break and then the last thing is is like if this doesn't like if they do decide to shut down wasabi like someone can fork it and run it from a different jurisdiction or they can even run it anonymously so that would obviously suck for the wasabi team and we love those guys you know but but there is options on the table there and that's what makes it you know kind of like whack-a-mole it's just hard to enforce
0: i think adam and team are are pretty aware of these these possibilities that exist Yeah, that's shit.
1: why that terms of service exists <laughs> no
0: shot i mean again you have to fight for these these privacy enabling tools and shout out to the adam fisker's of the world putting putting their necks on the line fucking building the shit
1: yeah and remember when you pay that tiny negligible wasabi fee to them like it includes all that fucking fear because that's <laughs> scary as hell right so uh, respect, tons um, of respect,
0: tons of respect. Shout out to anybody working on this on CoinJoin tech. Um, also
1: donate to Coin Center. Yes, through Lightning,
0: boss. Um, speaking about Lightning, shout out to the man, to the beast, to the legend who helped us build tftc.io. DJ Seeds, uh, a mensch of a twenty-two-year-old, he made our, our our site Bitcoin compatible. With BTC Pay Server, he customized it. He created some the cool... custom
1: t- BTC Pay Server is so cool. Yeah.
0: He uh, he really put the team on his back, and he also just relaunched LNCast. It's a completely decentralized tool, um, so LNCast.com. It's not a
1: completely decentralized?
0: No, I think, yeah, because we're receiving our payments for our podcast right through right, our right, BTC right, Pay right. Server.
1: Yeah, it's non-custodial. Yes, yeah, so it's non-custodial. Non-custodial. There we go. Well, cuz that was kind of old coiny Yeah, yeah no, I'm that's how I said it. I'm sorry. 100% trustless. Yeah, like, that's sorry. ridiculous. You, There's no absolute. Thank you for
0: the correction. Thank you for the correction.
1: Very dope though, it was a very yes. dope site.
0: Um, so yeah, ellencast.com, you can go uh, pay 10 cents if you want to contribute to tales from the crypt uh, by by listening through your browser and paying 10 cents first. Um, you can do that at ellencast.com. Shout out DJ. Again, it's, kids a beast.
1: It's an experimental uh podcast paywall with with Lightning. So you, you can listen to any episode of the supported podcast. I think we're the only one up there right now, right? I think so, yeah. And and to unlock each episode, you pay us 10 cents through Lightning and it instantly unlocks in your browser, which is just kind of cool experimentation going on. Yeah. Again, like that's
0: where I went to work. That's how I found DJ originally because this was a completely custodial s- service at one point and uh, that's why I reached out to him and was like, ah, like I love what you did with this. You want to come help me build this site? And... He did, but like that's like things like the dime bag, like little micro content. Like ex- I think it's so cool. All right. You were saying uh, yesterday when we met up. Like was it yesterday? A couple days ago? Yeah, right?
1: with Arbidow. Yeah. Um, arbed out. Is that how you're supposed to say it? Arbed out. Yeah. Like, arbed arbed out? out of a tree. Really? Yeah, it's man. not Arbodow? No, it's arbed out. Oh wow. <laughs> Fuck man. Uh, great great guy. Incredible Love guy, that dude. Uh, yeah, I was saying I. You know, there's something about the lightning UX flow and especially with these smaller payments that really just makes me feel compelled to spend Bitcoin in a way that I've never felt in the past. Yeah. You said you've you've
0: sent more Bitcoin transactions in the last six months than you did in the first half decade of your Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. But most of those are Wasabi coin joins and lightning opens lightning channel opens. But still good you know, those are two things that were in here 6 8 months ago 10 months ago good usage um speaking about good things that were not here 10 months ago uh pretty
0: pretty positive uh pretty positive spin on bitcoin in the mainstream media this week uh 60 minutes Anderson Cooper interviewed uh Neha from the MIT Bitcoin Club or the MIT um oops I'm sorry I'm, I'm, this is uh not coming to mind
1: is it the institute is it going yeah to the institute MIT or something yeah
0: the the blockchain institute at MIT whatever the it is MIT
1: Bitcoin thing
0: Charlie Schramm uh Bitcoin's first convict and uh in Laszlo Bitcoin's first uh transaction and actually let's give a shout out to Laszlo people know him as the pizza pizza guy pizza day was yesterday that's why we met up with Arbed out to celebrate pizza day talk about Bitcoin but uh people a lot of people don't know Laszlo uh is responsible for the first Mac OS uh, implementation of Bitcoin.
1: And he was the first GPU miner. Yeah. It's, uh, so Dude, had, you know. He talked about somebody who's down for the cause. Also, a lot of people don't know that 10,000 Bitcoin transaction had a one Bitcoin fee. Really? <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Damn. It was like 0.99 Bitcoin. 99 million Satoshi fee. And that's
0: the other thing we were saying yesterday. Everybody talks about Laszlo sending the Bitcoin. Nobody talks about the guy that got to 10,000 Bitcoin. Great
1: trade. You made a fantastic <laughs> um, do you, so you didn't watch the full 60 minutes. There. I watched
0: like five clip five 2-minute clips, so I feel like I got
1: most of the segment. Well, you missed 3 minutes. I think it was like a 13 and a half or something. I don't know. It was I I was such a hater before it aired. I did a preemptive it's going to be shitty tweet. And I'm the first to admit that that was like I think that was the best mainstream coverage. Like we couldn't have asked for better mainstream coverage. Yeah a
0: lot of people were given Niha shit for, for not jumping into the fact that like money isn't a hallucination, isn't a collective hallucination. Like it, it, it can be like a, it, it money is a tool and a value will accrue to the best tool that is money. And people think Bitcoin is that people were giving her shit for that. But like try, think about like trying to jump into that on 60 minutes where she you did like, fine. She yeah. did great. Shout out to yeah. Neha, it was a great representation of Bitcoin. Like that's, I watched her mainly her interview, uh, part and, uh, I think uh, again, good positive spin. Again, like going back to talking about athletes and rappers talking about Bitcoin and seeping into the culture. We talk a lot about adoption via on-ramps and stuff like that. We got to talk about adoption of it, just like being in people's minds. And the sixty-minute shit definitely helps.
1: I don't even think
0: if people even still watch sixty minutes.
1: I don't think they. I think their ratings are pretty high. Um, I. I I don't think they mentioned drugs once in the whole episode. No, they didn't. They didn't. That was that was. That's a, amazing, right? That's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really good press. I'm trying to. I'm trying to look up the MIT Bitcoin. I don't even know. Whatever. Everyone knows what it is except for us. MIT Digital Currency Initiative. Initiative. Found it apologies apologies yeah. appreciate you guys yeah
0: uh, MIT Bitcoin Expo is one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite conferences to stream every year very technical um, moving more into geopolitical stuff uh, H- Elizabeth Warren is running for president here in the United States is uh, looking to tax eight trillion dollars that's hidden around the world in uh, offshore funds and, and other uh, Savings vehicles, uh, just highlighting uh, the the value prop of Bitcoin.
1: Seems like there could be some kind of demand for <laughs> a uh, global censorship-resistant money. They're gonna come after it, people. I mean, that's like
0: actually, there's a book here on my bookshelf that I've been meaning to read about the Panama Papers. So that that was a big thing about the Panama Papers. It basically uh, brought to light that this amount of
1: money was was being eight trillion dollars. Eight trillion. That's a lot of trillions.
0: That's like almost like half the U.S. GDP per year, right? Almost like a little less.
1: Wait till they realize that Bitcoin is way better than you know the rare art they hold.
0: Well, That's a thing. Like going back to the Panama Papers, uh, I'm surprised more hasn't come out after that. But they basically. Pro- You're surprised that the richest people in
1: the world weren't able to shut up all of this?
0: No, but now we have Elizabeth Warren, like, screaming, like, we're going to come tax that shit. And the Panama Papers prove that they have the information to go after these people. So that's the point I'm trying to drive oh, home. Um, and, again, highlights the value prop of Bitcoin. Uh, that could be a lot of inflow. Do you think that whole $8 trillion could move into Bitcoin? Or do you think they would I mean, diversify? I Uh
1: I'll take it. Uh, I... Be- who knows? But we could just use a couple of it. That's fine. Yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that there's like, especially as Bitcoin matures, there'll be like no reason to hold. Like it would be the best best thing to hold. Why would you would, you're gonna hold the majority of your wealth in it? Yeah. Why would you do otherwise? If it's it's gonna be highly liquid, you know, relatively stable, but like constantly like going up in purchasing power, basically. And so why would you ever hold anything else? You can just move out of Bitcoin whenever you need to. Yeah. No, it is. It not also drives.
0: Like, it drives like the thought experiments in my mind. Like what happens when these like, say like uh, Elizabeth Warren gets elected or somebody like her, uh, Bernie Sanders and AOC in the future and they're hard on about getting getting the taxes from those offshore funds and people those rich are diving into Bitcoin. And the ire turns from that offshore uh, those offshore vehicles to Bitcoin like uh is that the point at which the the political realm wakes up to the fact that there's nothing they can do about Bitcoin is the sovereign individual thesis of as soon as there's uh, a digital currency that lives on the world wide web the the powers to tax uh, individuals will will become more ephemeral
1: well I think they'll move more to like a consumption tax and uh and uh like a an a income tax. tax or something like that but you can still do or like property tax you could do like property tax um you can have the employer take out some money just like they're doing today and the employers have property relocations you know where they are so they have to do that and then you do a consumption tax and you can do like a property tax
0: consumption tax makes more sense to me but again it's regressive there's a regressive argument and there's got to be a way to make it work at some point
1: right i mean i just i think you're going we're gonna to have to there'll be no other option that's what they're gonna to have to do and actually in a lot of ways bitcoin can make it easier because you can just set up the software in such a way that it, like every transaction when you buy something the merchant is all, like auto forwarding to the tax agency it's
0: pretty fucked
1: yeah but it will you know it'll make like wealth taxes and stuff like that harder to enforce
0: yeah no, that's a, another. Um, – Got a helicopter flying above us right now. That's another conversation we had yesterday about too. It. Is that uh, there'll be like two different economies that develop, uh, and you'll have like a di- dichotomy between the the, the fiat world and, and the the Bitcoin world. That should that should come to be in the future.
1: Would you think it's gonna? There'll, there'll be like two economies.
0: Yeah, I mean, you see. Why this, would there be? I mean, there always are in places where there are multiple currencies being used. Like you don't
1: think like Bitcoin will be legitimized. It's not already becoming legitimized.
0: I mean, it's being legitimized. But again, it's not going to be I don't know if it'll be ever be completely legitimized by
1: I'm saying like something like cash crosses both those economies. Right. Cash is is both in the black market and the white market. Uh, You go to Starbucks. You know, if you're a drug dealer and you sell someone some drugs, then you get that $20 bills they paid you. You can go to Starbucks and spend it there. And that's true. It's like the simplest crossover. Yeah. So if like Bitcoin is successful, like you should be able to do that in my mind.
0: No, I think you will be able to. But I do believe there will be laggards who refuse to adopt Bitcoin for whatever reason. Oh, yeah. Certain
1: countries yeah. will get isolated. Yes, basically. Yeah, I think not only this is, what, first of all, why it's important that we like prioritize um, keeping Bitcoin as efficient as possible and as distributed as possible. And as, you know, as hardened from like any kind of like state act or attack or, or stuff like that. But it's also important that by the time they realize the threat, a lot of the corrupt politicians and stuff will have bags of their own. So they will be incentivized to, to not do anything. Like I've said a lot of times, like regardless of politics, like Trump was like the best thing that could have happened to Bitcoin because like Hillary was like, she would have been, I, I, she was like born to regulate, regulate the shit out of Bitcoin. Um, so like as we have like politicians, Holding holding these funds, they're gonna be incentivized to pump it, and who knows, maybe even like national treasuries and stuff will be holding this. You know, will be secretly building Bitcoin bags as well.
0: Wouldn't be surprised if some are already. Um, we know Bulgaria
1: is sitting on like two hundred thousand Bitcoin. No, that's a, that's a whereas unconfirmed rumor. What? Remember they like said they got it. The, like, a news story came out that they said they got it, and then immediately after, they said, immediately after, they said, I thought I saw we st- don't have it. I thought right? I saw a
0: story recently that... Really? Mentioning that... It was s-
1: from the seizure, right? They, like, seized from a... I think it was from Neck BT- Market?
0: Neck Market or
1: BTCE involved with that. I thought th- I think they might have caught the BTCE guy, like... I mean, either way, if they have it, they should deny it, right? I would. That'd be pretty crazy, you know? Yeah.
0: Um... We don't know the U.S. has seized bitcoins and sold them. Tim Draper got a lot of
1: those. Do you think bu- Bulgaria um, was it Bulgaria or Belarus? It was Bulgaria.
0: Pretty sure it's Bulgaria.
1: Do you think Bulgarian government officials listen to the podcast? I hope so. Not your keys, not your coins, guys. Make sure you know. Yeah.
0: Don't hold this. <laughs> don't hold this on some <laughs> custodial service. Yeah. And don't trade. Hey. <laughs>
1: you
0: you politicians, you Bulgarian <laughs> politicians. If you don't know how to trade, if you've never trade, I know it seems enticing. Don't do it. You're going to get wrecked. It's uh, Uncle Marty's advice for the day.
1: There you go. Oh, well, that's an interesting thing that I wanted to touch on. Um, over the last two weeks or so, we were officially at the point where if you bought the same amount of money, if you did like the most simple stacking sad strategy where you just bought like $20 a week or whatever every week, At any point, if you started at any point, you would be in profit right now. Damn. Like a month ago, we hit the point where if you bought the exact top. But the thing was, if you bought like a couple weeks before the top, you still weren't in profit. But if you bought the exact top, you were in profit. Now, it's literally any single time. If you did that, you'd be in profit right now. That's pretty crazy. Right.
0: (laughs) That's what makes me like, is it? How can it be this easy? It feels like it's too easy, this, uh, this recovery.
1: Yeah, I better go do like 100x a max or whatever. <laughs> Stacking sats is too easy. Not yeah. Oh, you mean this recovery? Yeah. yeah. It could be just like a head fake or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, but if you do this, you know, if your dollar cost averaging with like money you're willing to lose, then you can edge out this volatility. Um, I mean, like I'm more bullish than I've ever been, but I'm always bullish. So.
0: Me as well. But going back to uh, the Bulgarian politicians who should be uh, self-custodying, uh, that was also in the news this week with SIM swaps. There was a couple of uh, high-profile Bitcoiners working at. Uh, well, there's one particular person working. The big one was BitGo. Yeah, the, the one of the lead devs at BitGo. Uh, um. Got sim swapped, lost a hundred thousand dollars of Bitcoin that he was holding on Coinbase. Uh, so a BICO engineer, What
1: the fuck, man, what holding the fuck?
0: his money on Coinbase with SMS to FA, it seemed. Um,
1: no, no, it was it was good. it was uh, maybe it was yeah, it was SMS, but it was also the guy owned his email. He recovered his Gmail account through through the sim swapped uh, phone number, so. On Gmail, you can turn off. First, there's like a million different ways this guy could have stopped from getting robbed. Even on like the simplest, if he had put it in like Coinbase's vault thing, he would have been fine. Uh, Speaking
0: of the fact that uh, you have a Bitco engineer storing it on Coinbase in an insecure way, and Bitco's a custodial service itself.
1: Yeah, then they have Multisig. Bitcoin's Multisig. You know, what the fuck? What's going on here? Why do you have $100,000 in a Coinbase hot wallet? Like like I said, not even the vault. They have like the vault, vault supposedly where you can like time release and stuff like that. He didn't even have it there. He had it just in like the normal hot wallet. Um and his Gmail had SMS-based recovery. His his most his main email address. Your main email address? I mean, ideally you shouldn't have a main email address. You should have many email addresses. But let's be honest. Most of us have one main email address. That email address is your most secure possession on the Internet because once someone owns that, they can I forgot my password into every single thing you have. Right. So you need to make sure that your phone number is not anywhere near that email address. It can't be used as two factor. You should be using an app based two factor and it cannot be. Make sure it's not there for, like, I forgot my password. So, like, go into the website that you use. Go to the
0: security. The thing that sucks about Google, though, is they, like, entice you to put your phone in. Yeah. They they encourage you.
1: You have to go back afterwards and delete your phone number. Yes.
0: You have to do it at first. To sign up. Yes. And then you'll have to go back and delete it. And they'll tell you, like, are you sure you want to do this? You should probably keep this there. Don't listen to them. It's fucking
1: stupid. Because in their defense... Uh,
0: they have backup codes that you should write right, down. Right, they
1: give you there It's the same thing as what people say, like people are too dumb to have, remember their seed or something, write down their seed and recover it. If, if, you, if you don't have the phone number and you lose those backup codes and you forget your password, like you're never getting back in that account again. But what's nice is Google, because they've, you know, Google, they're tracking everything, but because they've been the target of, of a lot of Chinese government stuff because of Chinese dissidents, they give you like a lot of features there. There's account deletion. Um, there's like, there's a free version of, of what I, of the dead man switch that I have a final message. Like if, if your Google account is unactivated for like six months, they can either delete it. They can give access to someone else or they can s- send a message to someone else for you and delete it or give them access. Um, like obviously don't put anything in there unless you encrypt it first. But um, yeah. So if you delete your, if you delete your phone number, this attack never happens, and one the best way to test a service for this vulnerability is you you go in through incognito, you go in through private browsing, and you literally try to get into your account through the "I forgot my password" button. That's what they're doing. They're going through the "I forgot my password," and if you can recover it with just your phone on you, like you're fucked. You got to fix that.
0: Right. Yeah. No. And it's again, what the fuck, man? You work at Bitgo, working on their their engineering team. Like that's. Better practices there. If you're looking at I don't want to shit on an individual, I feel bad.
1: If you had a ledger or a treasure or a cold car, whatever, just the most basic hardware wall if you had like I, I I don't know. Like this is this is even more sloppy than having a hundred thousand dollars on like Blockstream Green Wallet on your phone. Yeah. And again it highlights like this is probably
0: the most effective way to quote unquote steal people's Bitcoin. Like you're not like, the most attacks are going to be phishing attacks, SIM swap attacks, like, attacks where you're not physically harmed. Uh, Should
1: we explain what a SIM swap is?
0: Yeah, so a SIM swap is if somebody goes into... Uh, they find out your cell phone provider. They find out your self-identifying in- information. They go into a local, uh, say, whatever. We'll use Verizon as an example. They go into your... Ver- actually, AT&T I think the, they usually
1: call up. They just yeah. call up. and call up if they know your password... Um, and, uh, they just say they want to activate a new phone. I'm going to yeah. activate a new, f- you, imagine if you called up yourself, your cell phone provider and you said to them, I lost my phone. I got a new phone. I want to activate it with my number. And then they pretend they're you. So they like either, you know, they, they get some of your security questions or something like yeah, that. They know
0: your pin information and, and they
1: social engineer their way into yeah. getting well, your there's, phone
0: number. there's even some of the attackers do have to go to physical locations because for some cell phone providers, uh, Uh, basically dictate that you show photo ID in person to do this stuff. And some people have gone as far as to make fake IDs with the names. That's
1: good. If if cell phone providers did that, it'd be be better. Well, that's,
0: that's been the the problem is people have tried to put these security checks in place um, and they just haven't followed through. And the, the cell phone companies are really falling on their fucking faces and, and not addressing this huge security vector. That's another thing we talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin creates the incentive to highlight these security vectors um and this is a huge one uh so if you again like we've said for the last five minutes, if you have your phone number tied to anything uh and they're able to sim swap you, they can fuck your life basically
1: yeah. Use app-based two-factor and make sure that SMS isn't activated on any of your accounts. Like I said, test it out through. For, I forgot my password. And if you're and the most important is your main. Email if you're holding
0: a hundred thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin, up your security game. You should not be holding it in a hot wallet.
1: Well, no, but he could. He could. Who knows? He might have ten million dollars worth of Bitcoin, right? And he could have it in the most elaborate cold storage. And it was, like hundred thousand. Like I want to play around with Coinbase shit coins was on Coinbase, and that's what got stolen. So uh, if that was the case, then like a little bit, then that's way less, right? Like that was yeah. his high risk wallet, but yeah. still, he he you know he should have known better.
0: Um. Hey Sean, sorry for we were too harsh there.
1: Well, he even says in it he feels really bad. I mean, he learned his uh, he definitely learned his lesson the hard way. Yeah. Um. It was nice. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad he wrote it up, but I'm just disappointed.
0: I am as well. Better, better practices.
1: And then it looks like Selkis got sim swapped for his third time because he tweeted out to Coinbase to shut down his account, which like n- your security model should not rely on publicly tweeting out to your Bitcoin brokerage. To yeah, like I saw their head. Their of, I saw
0: their head of engineering got back to him right away. Like, yeah, email us DM please me. <laughs> ASAP. Um, yeah. Again, be aware, Sim swapping. Be aware, Sim swapping is a thing.
1: Burners help, too. If you get a burner phone, burner email addresses, you use different email addresses for different services. This, this is what we go back to earlier when I was like, your main email account is your most important because they can. I forgot my password everywhere. Well, if you have different email addresses registered through VPNs and stuff, then then they then they can't do that.
0: Diversify your risk freaks. Diversify your risk, especially as we head further into the information age This stuff's only going to get more elaborate. It's going to get more fierce. Beware. Um, Last subject. The IEO is hot in the street, bro. What do we think about it? Crankin, or excuse me, Crankin didn't do an IEO. They're doing an equity offering, um, $1,000 minimum to the public, $4 billion valuation. Uh, being run by Bank of the Future, There's which like
1: no token or anything. It's just like you log into a website and you have a share, right? Yeah,
0: it's pure equity. I'm pretty sure.
1: But it's like the same idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I guess the big difference is. The Leo token is more like a BNB type thing where you pay fees and stuff in it. Yeah. So
0: the Leo token, for you freaks who are unaware, is the uh, the token of Bitfinex that Bitfinex has launched. They raised a
1: billion dollars. And
0: they raised a billion dollars. A lot of it. Like uh, a four
1: billion valuation, I think.
0: Yeah. It was. It didn't even reach the public, did it? It ever reached the public? But
1: well, now it's publicly traded. but yes. The pre-sale was all insiders. Mm-hmm. Which is, I I don't know. Like, n- Bitcoin is a better investment than either of these. Or b and B. They're all you're just all you're just adding risk on top of your investment.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how how this is the hot this is the hot chick on the block right now, though. IOs are pumping. Like, they've been pumping like crazy the last couple of weeks. I don't like to talk it's
1: about, about it. It's because of B and B. Yeah. Oh no, the I you're right. So then the IEOs is like the evolution of the ICO. It's, yeah. It's
0: just new makeup on the pig. It's a different it's literally an ICO just facilitated by exchanges like Binance. Yeah,
1: the initial distribution is slightly different. And I think so Binance, like your position in the IEO like CZ just keeps adding like these random schemes to pump the price. And so like your position in the IEO is determined by like how much BNB you hold.
0: And uh, just a word to the wise, multi-coin capital is bullish on this stuff. So just be aware.
1: After it all blows up, they're going to say they were short on it. FYI. This is true. Just a heads up.
0: Um, and then, uh, Circle, which, uh, is under the Goldman Sachs family, I believe now, or at least investment, Goldman uh, Sachs, Goldman Sachs them. has like a minority investment. Yeah. There. Um, they own, so th- yes, they're part of the family. Yeah. And they own up, they acquired Poloniex about a year ago, year and a half ago, maybe even sooner than that. not sure. Whatever. they had Poloniex. they just had to lay off 30 employees or 10% of their head count. Um, and Jere- they
1: delisted nine, nine tokens from their. From Polo, for U.S. users.
0: For U.S. users only?
1: Yeah, because they're afraid they're securities, which is interesting because it's the exact opposite of what Coinbase is doing right now.
0: Yeah, and again, this goes back to uh, another ongoing topic here at TFTC is uh, when you're not focused and you you pivot from idea to idea. Circle is a a great example of that. Jeremy Allaire famously came out uh, a few years ago and said that Bitcoin was going to fail and became anti-Bitcoin. Since it's come back into the Bitcoin fray, but uh, again, if you don't have any focus or long-term vision and are sort of going uh, going with the the wind per se, uh, I don't think it's a good long-term strategy. And you hate to see people get laid off, but uh, it's sort of predictable when you don't have any focus.
1: You know, the whole benefit of Poloniex was that it was a bucket shop. So like, when like a Goldman Sachs company buys Goldman Sachs-backed company buys it, like that defeats the whole purpose. That's why we see it with like Binance right now. You can trade altcoins with limited KYC. Now they're going to start springing KYC on people because they're too big. They're a target. They have to legitimize. So then you have another one pop up, and that'll be like the premier place to do altcoins. Same thing happened to Bittrex, right? Like we just yeah. see it all over and over again. That's yeah, crazy how
0: like Polaniacs and Bittrex, they were they were the, the hot chicks on the block four years ago, five years ago, and they're zombie- Even zombie at the beginning of now. the
1: 2017 run, they were like the place to be. Yeah. Didn't Bittrex do uh, an IEO too? Bittrex has been doing some sketchy ass shit. They did the
0: VeraBlock IEO. Yeah, they
1: they've been doing some sketchy ass shit.
0: They have that uh they have uh like an ex Department of Defense attorney on their on their staff, I'm pretty sure. On their board.
1: It's important to participate in regulatory capture <laughs> in this industry. If you're in America at least. I th- I mean it's short sighted, they're all screwed it's just going to move overseas most of it. Yeah. Except for the on ramps. That's why it's smart what what squares is doing because they're just focusing on like the lead l- the lowest regulatory burden just be like the best on ramp they could be. And like if you want to like play in the casino and stuff like you do that without them knowing.
0: Yeah, and if their their quarter on quarter revenue growth is any sign it's a, it's a good strategy up to this point. Disclaimer Cash App is a sponsor of TFTC.
1: Um. Yeah, a sponsor and a highly used, <laughs> highly used product.
0: Yeah. Um. That's we got anything to riff on?
1: Um. One of the things that was interesting about that, we're gonna link to that Elizabeth Warren article. Bloomberg did a whole thing on it, and it's like, she has this like. Uh, this economist. Uh, like he's gonna be like her chief economist if she gets uh elected, and he does all this analysis like he uses Panama papers and stuff to figure out. He's the one who came up with the, what I, what did I say, 8 trillion, Eight trillion. Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause he was saying that, um, the top 1% controls 40% of the wealth, I think, or something like that. The top 0.1% controls 22% of the wealth. Holy shit. So like all this bullshit about like Bitcoin, not being fair. Like, at least they can't break the rules and put it in their own advantage and increase their share of that wealth um, unfa- unfairly to you. Like, Bitcoin is way more fair than, like, the U.S. dollar.
0: Yeah, that that, um, that distribution was attained via the Cantillon effect, some would argue. Um,
1: yeah, here was Ronald Reagan, the point one, top point one percent controlled 7% of the nation's wealth. So, what was that, like, the mid-80s? Mm-hmm. And now it's 22%. That's crazy.
0: And just I would look at the growth of that, uh, that concentration and, and uh, overlay the, the growth of the monetary base over that same period.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. They, just, they cheated and just yeah. increased their part of the pie.
0: So remember why we're in this. Uh, free speech money, sound money, uh, private money. We're in it for freedom freaks as we head into this Memorial Day weekend. Think about freedom. Cheers. Peace and love.